Hello everyone welcome to yet another episode of deep conversations only i am so excited for today's episode because on every 28th july we celebrate world nature conservation day and i wanted to bring someone who breathes love and compassion for nature and its creation who breathes sustainability who walks the talks and someone who has really inspired me in my personal journey and has helped me to become a better a more aware and a more compassionate consumer i am so privileged and honored to welcome miss nayana premnath on the deep conversations only if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet please go ahead and subscribe to the channel and press the bell icon so you get updated every time i post a new video hi hi sebi Hi I am so grateful to have you thank you for accepting the invitation it's a privilege and i'm sure that uh, this conversation is going to create so much impact uh, on the audience because i know that you've changed my life in a good way so thank you so much thank you and that's so very sweet of you to say sirvi because i mean it does make my day when i hear such such kind words and it makes me keep doing what i do even when i feel like okay is there any point so these kind of words so much works and helps me out so thank you to you also please never think that you know um, what whatever that you're doing is not good enough or is not creating a lot of impact i personally know that i have changed my life and because of um, the transformation that i did my family has also started being more aware and uh, so see we are creating this beautiful cycle and that is yes, what we need definitely. so we definitely need you uh, mother earth needs you and the whole world needs you and your work oh thank you all right so my first question to you would be that if you can uh, give a background to the audience about how your um, journey into sustainable living started and what exactly does it mean even so for me sustainability basically just means to live uh, in alignment with nature without causing unnecessary destruction without causing too much litter to the nature and to just live sustainably with nature so that you are at par with it and you're not causing any other kind of uh, issues so for me it's just simple way of living and i think as an indian we used to have those roots very deeply beforehand but i think in the last few decades we've just destroyed those roots if we've been going away and i think people like me are just trying to bring back those uh, roots that we had in a ancient period so i think it's what i do for that and for me my journey starts basically uh, what can i say for me it's something that is not usual for most women so for me it started with a menstrual cup which is something which is very very <laughs> i think a lot of people are very surprised when i say that because that's usually the one of the hardest things for people to shift to when they join this journey and it becomes a very eventual eventual kind of a step for them for me this yeah. was the first thing that brought me into this whole zero waste living because yeah. i found this in some random youtube video and as somebody who used to use a tampon i was in very intimidated with the cup so yeah. uh, i was like very curious like what is this thing i've never seen it i've never heard of it and i even asked my mom like why didn't she tell me anything she's like she's never heard anything about this yeah. so i was very curious i went on this rabbit hole in researching what this was all about and that was what led me to the whole word zero waste and i i believe at that point zero waste lifestyle was not popular in india mm. at all and i'd never heard any other youtuber talk about it so mm. at that point in my youtube journey i was just a uh, fashion and beauty uh, youtuber and i thought that was what would get me views and so i used to make those videos mm. without really enjoying really so at this point i when i started using the menstrual cup i saw how much of a change it brought me for me yeah. the amount of waste that it reduced i could not understand why nobody else knew about this and for me yeah. i had to share it with the world 
and yeah. at that point i was very very scared because i didn't know how my audience back then at least the ones yeah. who used to expect fashion and beauty from me would take that because they've never heard of this it themselves and i just i just took a lot of faith yeah. and just put out a set of videos on menstrual cup and it didn't do extremely well or anything but it actually got people talking and yeah. the kind of conversation that started gave yeah. me that sort of a push to sort of completely shift my channel to sustainability and i'm proud to be able to say that i've one of i've been one of the first ones to start on just sustainability in india and yeah right now 2 years later i can see so many people who are starting on this even youtube as sustainability educators and it's so great yeah. because we need more and more and more people to spread the word around so Absolutely. i think it's been a great journey and i i'm i'm very very pleased to see how people are all taking in this whole uh, sustainability these days Yes, I'm so glad that you shared that experience because even for me, um, the journey of sustain sustainability started with menstrual cup, and I remember watching one of your very um like the first video of your series, and I yeah. was so inspired, and that was the turning point of my life. I would say, I can't even begin to tell you how grateful I am for the discovery of menstrual cup. It has changed my life. So anybody who's watching, um, if you have apprehension about menstrual cups, we are not trying to uh, promote it. No brand is paying us, but please try it. Um, it is great for environment and it is great, fantastic for you. So um, thank you so much. And also, on that note, uh, I'd like to ask you that you know when uh, you began. um of course there must be people who would always say you know how does it even matter and you know um, how much of a difference one person will create but now we see that you know you've created this beautiful community and one after another you know changes are coming in just not one person's life but a family's life and so on and so forth so how do you think that does it even matter i know it matters but i want you to tell the audience that how much does it matter So for me, that whole thing started because when I put out that uh, set of videos on menstrual cup, one of my friends who has a like a sort of like a reading room back in my hometown, she invited me to do a workshop on the menstrual cup over there. I was terrified. I was terrified because I I I expected almost zero audience to come except for my friends there. so i did not expect anybody but to see like over 20 25 people including men and including school students came yeah. there with their parents to listen and understand why it was important and even men wow. were there to try and learn so that they could pass it on to their females so wow. it was so inspiring and i was scared i was very scared in the start but at the end of it when i saw that everybody was already ready to just shift immediately i was that was so inspiring because I, until then in real i had never seen that change i mean there is always the yeah. virtual change that, that yeah. is happening but when you see it happen in real it makes yeah. you know that there is things happening and yeah. on that day around of the 20 i think around at least 10 people uh, we who were females must have changed and from that 10 people i've heard them tell me that they have shifted other girls in their circle yeah. and that is like something that makes me so happy because now when i think about it i don't know how many hundreds of women would have gotten to know about the menstrual cup with from this that one workshop of mine you've been a revolutionist for a lot of us i must tell you that you know um you you were speaking that uh, you would want to probably try you know uh, an activist being an activist or something like that in the future you were saying probably you know it could happen um, as a natural progression but i want to tell you that you've been a revolutionist um, in our journey because i know this fact very very clearly because um, you know uh when i started using menstrual cup and you know few other things started carrying my own bag and you know my own bottle and my own dabba and everything you know i saw a visible difference in other people's life and i also saw 
that uh, you know my family who always held all of these things really really precious like this was a thing in our family that you would always care, carry your bag but somewhere you know past just 2 3 years it just got lost because how fast life has become and they also really got back to it and they were like you know this is something which you should we should take care of and that's what really made me happy and uh, when i look at my younger sister i have a sister and she is in 6th standard so um she's in a very impressionable age and when i look at her and she scolds people like <laughs> she really gets to people that you know please don't litter around keep it with you and i feel really happy and uh, a lot of that credit goes to you so thank you oh so God. much yeah i mean these kind of moments when i actually hear from somebody because otherwise yeah. i don't know i don't get to know what is like how yeah. i have made some change for somebody else so yeah. when people message me or uh, write comments it, those are the yeah. only tangible replies of the replies. tangible difference that i get to see yes so it makes Absolutely. a huge 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 difference to me because it makes me keep going yeah i can i can absolutely understand that also on that note i want to ask you that uh, can you tell us some facts um, as to why do we actually need to do this because the urgency of it so that it gets conveyed to the audience for that reason i'm asking so i would say uh, climate change is the main factor why we are trying to do this and although we used to think we used to think that climate change is something in the distant past as we yeah. see the news today we see that it's already happening there's happening. no waiting period for us to make changes it's yeah. already happening all around the world in our country and we're seeing it in real scale and it's not even it's not even in small scales that it's happening it's happening in yeah. really bad conditions and we see yeah. floods happening we see cyclones we see earthquakes so yeah. many different things and these are ways of our nature giving us an answer of what we have already done, done it's basically yes. punishing us and making us understand that you need to keep check and yes. our journey is to try and do that and it's just it's not something that as individuals it's not the easiest thing to do and but as we individuals start opening up about this the yeah. real change makers are not us the real change makers are the people who change policies people or uh, the government who changes the policies the ones who are the bigger companies that make the most amount of waste we are not the ones who make the most waste we just people who make a substantial amount but not the most yes. so our voices but are still very very important and once we get on this journey we try to voice our opinions we try to make companies and the government questionable yes and it is then that the government will have to have to make changes to itself right now i see so many uh, brands big brands which are trying to make changes because they know people are not going to be forgiving in the future yes. they know they need to shift immediately because there nobody is going to listen to any excuse and yes. that is the power of each individual making changes because that power leads to the actual people who can make the changes and yeah. i think as an individual we each of us through our through our daily changes have that power to inspire and in, inspire and get those changes made done absolutely absolutely and also um, i wanted to ask that how does um, you know veganism help in the whole climate change process Okay that's a very very <laughs> controversial question because people always get very defensive when uh, people talk about veganism but uh, the dairy or the animal agriculture just let's just take animal agriculture which includes the dairy industry also because yeah. it's not something that's only caused by the non vegetarians because even the vegetarians are equally responsible for it so Absolutely. when you take the animal agriculture it's basically the second highest cause of climate change in the world because when you look at it a lot of uh, forests are deforestation happens because of uh, the uh, the grazing and everything for the cattle and a lot of uh, crops a lot of agriculture is made especially for the cattle 
so people usually say that uh, when vegans uh, talk about their journey people usually firstly ask us but then soy is something that is being uh, that causes deforestation soy is causing deforestation but the soy is basically being grown more for the cattle than for humans for their feed for the cattle feed so that is another thing and the uh, and the even laughable thing is that cows or goats these animals produce their own amount of a uh, of methane which is even worse than carbon dioxide it's a even more lethal gas to when you compare it to carbon dioxide so that is why the amount of uh, the amount of what do you say the car, uh, carbon emissions is increasing when it comes to the cattle industry and then yeah. this is just when it's connected to climate change but then yeah. veganism is not just about climate change because veganism is a kind of lifestyle where you are trying to avoid any kind of harm to right. any creature to any animal any animal which is sentient so sentient means something that can feel its pain that can feel pain and will suffer so we are trying to avoid any kind of harm to sentient beings and the thing is unlike what people believe in india uh, almost 70 to 80% of our normal traditional meals are already vegan and yes. that's something don't know and don't realize so when yes. people say oh you're vegan so are you eating grass and uh, vegetables we're yeah. like no we eat dosa we're eating idli we're eating poha oh yeah. then they are stunned okay those are all vegan so they don't realize yeah. that all yeah. of our like almost majority of our traditional dishes are all vegan and going yeah. vegan is in a way we we consume a lot of uh like food so when you reduce that impact that you're creating just by eating meat or even dairy because if you look at it dairy industry is basically existing and because of that existence is how the meat industry exists because obviously the dairy cows yeah. when it gets old it can't just be let off it is taken to the uh, slaughter houses where they are made into beef so uh, uh unlike what indians believe India is the second highest biggest uh, exporter of beef in the world right after Brazil. So Brazil is where they say that uh, the Amazon rainforest is being uh, deforested for the cattle. But in India we have the second highest amount of uh, uh, beef and India is the largest consumer of dairy in the world. world It's yes. the biggest consumer of dairy in the world. So you can imagine how many how many crores of uh, animals we are breeding just for that just for the milk and then the subsequent meat yeah so that is the amount of animals that we are breeding and by breeding these animals we are causing a lot a lot of carbon emissions which is the reason for climate change so yes. veganism has a very very high role in uh, trying to control the amount of uh, carbon emissions that you create the footprint that you have and you will it's a, it's something that people think is very hard to change because i was a very hardcore non vegetarian so randomly i just turned into a vegetarian and 6 months later i turned into a complete vegan so it's not as hard as people think it's just that mind block again which and especially right now in india so many brands are coming out so yes. many over 50 of them are delivering in Uh, all through india so if you have mm. over 50 brands doing that then i don't know why people say it's not very easy to get vegan yeah. products because it's actually easily available these days now yes and you know um, even with the price point if people you know come up with that as an excuse i think you should follow uh, first of all nayana because she creates some amazing entertaining yet informative reels apart from that i think something which i've realized is in the whole uh, zero waste and more sustainable life you save so much money like uh, you know you yes. would be amazed at the amount of money that you save and then the better choices that you make would always be great for your health as well because uh, when you think about it even in the um, ancient india each house had its own cow and 
in a family nobody consume two to three times of milk or you know dairy products paneer and buttermilk and everything you know it was uh, supposed to be consumed yeah in a way where you know um, it was a very wholesome uh, process and it was a coexistence right between uh, the cow and the family but these days we see that we are not breeding cows at our home right we are not taking care of animals like our own and then we are consuming double the amount in a sedentary lifestyle so it is just not great for environment but it is great for your body as well even if you if, if we are not asking anybody to go vegan but all we are trying to tell you is um, you know give you facts so that uh, we make a better aware choice and uh, apart from that what i'd like to say um, is that you know um, as in india uh, you spoke that it is so easy to make the right choices that uh, it is easier than any other country you know in usa there are so many people these days who are going vegan but it's so tough there because their lifestyle is based on consuming meat so much but in india most of the uh, diet that we have is actually vegan and it's not a big issue um, you I don't know I don't but recommend it as a to, yeah but would you be surprised to hear that uh, we are basically following this this whole uh, tradition from the US yeah they started this whole vegan journey yeah. they started it they have insane amount of vegan products so like yeah. they have vegan products which taste exactly like meat which is at yeah, very yeah. low price that anybody who wants to go to KFC can choose yeah. this instead of that So they wow. have so many choices, and they used to have this back like five, ten years back. They started this. So this yeah. vegan veganism started in India also earlier, but it was at a very low scale. But now around one two years uh, in this uh, in the last one or two years, India has also started recognizing veganism, and we are very very. I mean, it's growing so fast yes. that this is one of the big. fastest growing sector right now i feel it's the yeah. fastest growing sector right now and everybody is trying to get into it and create more and more products and more and more options these days and i think yes. in the coming years it's going to be even easier to get than ever ever before absolutely i'm waiting for that time i'm not um, currently vegan but i consume dairy very very mindfully i don't consume um, dairy unnecessarily i don't consume food unnecessarily because um, i realize that you know um, even if you're consuming plant based food unnecessarily just for a sense gratification even that is some kind of violence that you're doing because ultimately life is life you know but at the same time we cannot harm ourselves you know we are also life we are also soul and we are as much part of the nature so it is important for us to sustain ourselves but the, at the same time it is also important for us to be mindful about how much harm are we actually causing to other living entities so um yeah thank you so much and uh, also i wanted to ask about clothing because clothing is one of the major culprits so how does yes. that impact so clothing is again uh, because of the major problem over there is fast fashion so yeah. uh, i think everybody now realizes that they've all heard the term fast fashion it's very popular and i think in the last 5 years or so is when it became a boom in yes. india especially it was Absolutely. such a boom because all these uh, fast fashion brands like zara h&m uh, forever 21 all of them just landed in india and it just yeah. went everybody went wild like, and yeah. on top of that we have uh, brands like uh, shein and romway and all which is online which Urbanic. is even worse so it's not yeah. even fast fashion they are called this ultra fast fashion fast. because they are extremely cheap unlike yeah. say zara or h&m they're not as cheap as we would like it and yeah. shein is extremely cheap which makes it sort of like what do you say disposable the whole yeah. pro- problem is that yeah it's it's like this uh, the clothes become something as simple as disposable where we just throw it away because oh it's just 300 bucks what's what's the big deal i'm bored of it it's not trendy so another yeah. problem again is because of social media i think around 5 years back people women especially would be shamed if they 
wore the same clothes for each photo so everybody needed more and more clothes to wear for more yeah. and more photos and photo shoots so nobody wanted to be seen in the same photo in their uh, profile yeah. so yeah. those kind of things have been influencing how we uh, like see fast fashion and we find it's more convenient for us but the problem mm. is that we don't realize that there is never a possibility that you can get jeans for as cheap as 300 rupees how does that happen like the cotton that is grown to make that uh, that jeans the transportation that happens to move it around the places the price that you need to pay for the tailoring of it the manufacturing the production the whole thing and finally at the retail unit how can one get it for 300 rupees that is impossible yeah. that is where mm-hmm. the the kind of loss goes not to us because we are looking for discounts all of us are so discount oriented that as long as we yeah. get our clothes cheap we'll keep buying we them care. and yeah. even if it's like for i've seen i i mean even i've been a culprit of it i am not Same denying here. i was also a culprit of it i used to have one or two hauls in my uh, channel earlier but i'm i'm very embarrassed about it now but thankfully i i i couldn't afford fast fashion like zara and h&m back then so i could never yeah. afford that and i quit the whole thing before sheen became popular in india so i'm thankful <laughs> for that so but then the whole pro- problem is that the kind of uh, the material basically these fast fashion brands use mostly unsustainable material like polyester, polyester. nylon and all which is basically plastic yeah. at the end it doesn't decompose it it makes a lot of microplastics which leaches our soil and then the the water that they take to produce these yeah. things the water that is taken and they don't even recycle it to make it yeah. make sure that they are making doing something to uh, make the their business sustainable they are just putting it out as a pollutant into the ocean and then the kind of dyes that they use mostly they don't use any natural dyes they use mostly a lot of artificial yeah. or toxic dyes which are again harmful for us for the people who are working uh, in these factories and the fact that these factories are basically even uh, known as sweatshops sweatshops meaning where they don't get any kind of incentive they they have to work for such long hours at very very low pay they don't get maternity leaves they don't get proper breaks so they usually work 15 to 18 hours a day and for very negligible uh, money so that is what is called as sweatshops and these zara h&m forever 21 all of these go for these sweatshops because they can save money and that is where they are able to sell you these products for so cheap remember yes. that even when they sell it for that cheap they are always making a profit they are never selling it to you without a profit so if they are selling you for 300 rupees it should have cost them way lesser than that so that's the whole thing that nobody thinks about so you can never get a if you are buying a, a cloth and making something from scratch you will realize how expensive it gets yeah so just like that any clothing you cannot make it cheap and the fact that these fast fashion brands also make create more and more and more pieces every single week so yes. for uh, i think for, uh, she in this this i think uh, in april or Ma- april this 2021 uh, there was uh, they made 10000 new products per day per day my yeah. god that is the amount of the unnecessary production that they have and that that is what leads to these mindset of more 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 and everything is like it trends for one week then the next week it's not trending anymore so previously yeah. like a decade back we had four seasons which is summer spring autumn and winter but now we have seasons throughout the year we have every week new seasons so with black friday sales and this past. sale and that yes. sale and earlier we used to think okay once a year we'll have sale we'll wait for that day and we'll go and buy everything now we have sales yeah. every month every month we have sales even in flipkart amazon every every 
every online store we have sales every month almost yeah so i think it's just because yeah. of this over consumption that these uh, fast fashion brands have produced in us to make it feel like and re- right now nobody's even going out that much and if even then uh shein made a huge profit in 2020 even when people were all sitting inside their own homes that is the amount of uh, consumption even when we are not even consuming those we are not even using those mm-hmm. products and yet yeah. we still just that need to buy more and more and more and more it's that tendency that these fast fashion brands have created and it's going to take a lot of willpower to stay away and we not be tempted towards those uh, products at all i can vouch for that because i know i when i look at these those pretty uh, heart neckline tops and those dresses and all of those things and i used to be one of those people who used to buy a lot of stuff and who used to buy a lot of dresses and it almost uh, became a joke in my family and in my friend circle that you know how many clothes uh, does she need but i realized over a period of time and you know um, it it took me a lot of i think spiritual strength because for me it was more about about you know it was also just not related to the kind of um, you know um, of course the the harm that we are creating to the environment but also looking at mother earth and other creatures as part of god and i was like if this is what we are doing to other um, you know um, brothers and sisters this is not worth it and i personally realize that the reason why i think a lot of us have got in it, uh, into this vicious cycle is because a sense of purposelessness um, that uh, you know the generation is facing because of which we constantly need to gratify ourselves through these little joys do you know if you yeah. if you look at a monk's life if you look at somebody who has uh, you know a, not even a monk even a billionaire who has a strong purpose he would not care about his clothes so much because uh, you know it doesn't matter there's so much more that you have in life to look up to that clothes hardly make any difference in one's life you know um, and uh, that's what is something which uh, is serious and uh, something which we should address that why is it that our happiness depends on a piece of cloth which we know um, you know creates so much um, anxiety so much unhappiness in someone else's life so we need to prioritize and really reflect back as to where are we heading as society um, the kind of consumer patterns that we are creating why are we creating it at all you know we should understand the psychology these um, agencies and these uh, companies make good use of uh, the psychology of consumer and uh, we are becoming oblivious to it so it's important that we understand that yeah. where is this sprouting from yes right very 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 yes and uh, so i i'd like to ask and you I think, that uh, another thing yeah. uh, another thing is that uh, right now in india we have a lot of thrifting options which is basically second hand so yeah. second hand is something i remember back in 2015 i there used to be a, a thrift uh, app thrifting app back in 2015 yeah. and at that point i was one of the very first 100 customers they had i remember being the first 100 because they even uh, messaged uh, each of us to say yeah. thank you for purchasing and all that they were very personal but then it grew insanely so i yeah. have sold my own dresses i bought second hand and at that point it was nothing to do with nature or what the harm was happening it was only money because yeah. i i i had no money to spend on new clothes i'm like yeah. okay i'm selling mine and i'm making uh, some money and then i'll spend something on something which is cheaper and yeah. but now nowadays we are seeing that there are so many such options where we can get really beautiful stuff for almost a very small percentage of that actual price Absolutely. so there are so many thrift shops that are happening but the only problem that i see foresee in the future is that this thrifting also will sometimes become consumeristic because yes again people have that tendency to keep buying buying more yes. and more and more without any check on how much they buy so whether it is uh, thrifting second hand or anything 
if we don't control that consumeristic mindset in ourselves that can also lead to a destructive future so Absolutely. i feel like already a lot of uh, people are taking advantage of this mindset even in the thrift community because i've seen lots there are hundreds of thrifting shops just on instagram now and that only exists because of the fact that people are realizing okay i don't want to again not for not because of the nature or the problems that is happening but because it's cheaper so everybody yes. at the end of the day wants cheaper clothes and yes. whether it's a fast fashion brand or a thrift shop they'll go for the cheaper ones and that doesn't change the whole mindset and the consumeristic uh consumption of our uh, of us so unless we start addressing that even thrifting can be a huge huge problem yeah. in the future otherwise yeah and uh, as you rightly said this is where i personally feel that you know a sense of strong value needs to be established and uh, a spiritual value needs to be established because i feel that we are spiritual uh, we are famishing spiritually we are undernourished and because of which you know these material things are just grabbing our attention grabbing our consciousness so much because there's no greater joy unless you g- develop a greater taste towards something you will not be able to let go of these smaller things in life right that is it, it holds you back so now that you have a purpose um, you know now you know that you know um, you want to speak for sustainability and zero living because you know there's this strong purpose that you have found for yourself so unless we get a strong purpose as to why we are doing what we are doing i think uh, you know it will just keep coming back to us um in different ways and i think a fundamental change in the consciousness of people is something we has to have. genuinely need and we need more spiritual activists also you know so that the the amalgamation of these two things will become so powerful that it will be inevitable for people to not change let's hope that it happens because it needs to happen very very soon yeah i think uh, you know with the coming generation i also feel very positive because uh, with social media people are more aware also uh, yes. you know if it is it has made us um, you know extremely consumeristic it has also somewhere because of uh, social media i could follow you and learn so much from you i could change myself and you know so many other lives uh, were impacted so i think if we will keep speaking about it also on this note uh, it reminds me of saloni because saloni spoke about minimalism um, a long time back when she started her channel and you know she was also one of those very few people who spoke about minimalism and that is i think what we need to um, keep in mind that how much at the end of the day does it even matter to hold back you know um, so yes i think it was absolutely um, fantastic for you to explain it in such a beautiful way on that note i'd like to ask you that you know when you decided into this lifestyle what were some of the major challenges that you faced which are either uh, existing right now as well or have becoming um, you know have become completely uh, done with or have reduced to a great extent the first uh, i think the uh, roadblock that mostly everybody sees is that um, is from the family it's always from yeah. the family which hurts us the most because if it's yeah. from a stranger it doesn't hurt us yeah the problem that we have is that we assume that how we see things so clearly how we see it so clearly that it's the need of the moment we expect them to feel the same way we expect them to see it the same way and we don't yeah. realize that they are their own individuals and they may take their own time their own time to understand this and maybe they may never come and become a complete part of this journey but it it's their own life and it's their own choices all that we can do as an individual is to lead the way and show them by example so i used to try and push my family push my husband my mom my dad everybody to make these changes but i realized yeah. that when i the more and more i pushed the more and the more, more they held yes. yeah the, that resistance is always greater when you push more and more and yes. once i realized okay this is not working i was fed up i was so frustrated i'm like okay i'm just not doing this more because it is giving me headaches 
so i was i'm just gonna ignore it completely and i'm just gonna do it for myself and that time i wasn't even realizing it but i just did it because i didn't want to take more like headaches on myself yeah but the moment i started stopped doing that push and started just doing things for myself without asking them or even you know sort of uh, giving them like that sort of push once in a while without doing any of that i saw changes happening right in front of my eyes so i would see uh, randomly on a uh, on a diff- on a very different day my sister would call me and ask me about okay what is the laundry thing that you were using i want to try use it too i'm like stunned like i did not expect yeah. anything of that sort from her and mm-hmm. recently she is like okay i bought the those uh, wooden uh, soap dishes that you had i'm like okay <laughs> so these are changes yeah. that we don't realize is happening with them but it's yeah. happening and when they have doubts they'll always call, ask you and ask you for help but without mm-hmm. you even knowing they may be making those changes in their own life and i mm-hmm. saw my own husband he's been doing more than i've ever seen most other people do because oh. over here we we have a we have a dog right so when we started uh, when we adopted our dog we used to uh, i used to get those something called as a poop scooper which is basically like a plastic bag where you used to scoop the dog's poop and then throw it away and this used to give me a lot of tension because that's just plastic waste which is just being thrown away with poop inside it which is never going to uh, decompose or anything so this yeah. used to give me a lot of stress so what my uh, husband suggested is that we used to have this uh, small dustpan at home like i got a metal dustpan so he used mm. to take that while walking and he used to scoop it up and then cover it with a tissue paper bring it back inside the house and then flush it down the toilet so oh. these are things that i didn't think i would do and he started yeah. doing those things so wow. these are changes that we don't realize that is happening but it does happen and as long as you stay true to your value you stay true to that principle that you are sticking to people will follow because this is a genuine there is always a genuinity behind your changes so yeah. once people recognize why this is so good people will also want to make those changes and once they see how easy it has been for you then they realize that okay maybe i should give it a try and i'll see if it's easy i'll change if not fine so yeah. when they make those changes they realize it's not that hard and then yeah. it becomes a part of their life too and it's as yeah. easy as that but it is definitely the hardest when you start because people just random people won't matter for us when they question us or uh, like they make fun of us but when yeah. our family make fun of us or uh, questions us or doesn't agree with us or is against this lifestyle that hurts but yes. it just needs us to realize it's our journey there is no way we can push them once you follow it and you learn to be happy the way you lead your life then you will realize yeah. that eventually eventually it will be different timings because some people yeah. may take years some people may take months some even just weeks but you yeah. need to cut them free from your uh, what do you say expectation once you stop yes. expecting they, them to make the changes they will slowly do it in their own pace yeah the key take away from here is i think uh, inspire change don't in- impose change i think this is what is important for us to um, realize that each one of us have our own journey and uh, you know when whenever we try to bring about any change in other person um, there's some kind of resistance because the more we try to push the more defensive the person gets that's how human mind works i think so it's yeah. important for us to realize uh, that you know to take a step back to give the person um, the space and the thought process with which they can make the decision for themselves and something which is also important here is to never think it is all or nothing right this is i think uh, one of uh, the major problems that we all face that whatever that we may, might do in life either we are in it or out of it right there's no middle ground there's no balance that we can strike 
and i think this yeah. is a struggle but this has to um, come into understanding that even the little changes that you bring it makes a huge impact and more than that um, you know it's better to do something than absolutely nothing um also i just uh, wanted to ask you that um, i'm sure you must have come across a lot of people so that's why the question that you know there are some people who know what is the right thing to do but uh, and even they would agree to you but you know there's this um, they don't have the enough energy i think to put in the effort um, to mm-hmm. do the little thing going out of their way to make a difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a why do you think that is um we how can uh, you know we insp- again ins- i think inspiration is the answer we can only do our bit and just leave it on to them so the first reason is the only reason is convenience basically yeah. we have all been leading a very convenience based life. life that for most people like for the majority of people to get out outside that convenient zone that comfortable zone that we've all been living in for so so long that we've been conditioned to believe that this is the way to live, live so yes. to get outside that comfort zone it's very very hard and that is mostly the reason why even say most people know that it's very easy to just we all have so many cloth bags at home now every household has so many cloth bags now and yet people still forget to take it out when they go grocery shopping they still yeah. forget and they bring back a plastic or even a new cloth bag even when they already have several of it so it's just that mindset that they don't it doesn't strike them like oh i need to take that i need to carry that uh, the even that money extra money that they need to spend doesn't make much of a difference so over here the problem the change can only happen if the money that they have to pay becomes extremely high because if it becomes high so the same as how we uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, when police uh, will uh, uh, give us a fine, fine yeah. the more the fine the less tendency we have to do that offense so the same yeah. way if if uh, businesses start making these uh, bags these uh, plastic or cloth bags more expensive then they will start thinking oh i don't want to pay 20 30 rupees extra i'll rather just take my own cover but as long as they see it as a very 5 fi- rupee thing ah it doesn't matter so that is the only way these kind of people who are so held back by convenience that they don't realize that it, it's the line is very thin the line is yeah. very thin outside of that convenience and if they just step out it's not even going to be that bad So yes. they don't realize that, and that's holding them back. So this is where sort of these uh, uh, communities or societal norms will need to be made to make those small changes. Because otherwise, we, like how we already said, there's no way we can push them or even talk them into it. All we can yeah. do is tell them this is not happening. This is what you can do, and leave it at that. If they don't listen, yeah. we can't do anything about it. But this is where. even these things because people who are into convenience is only going to do it when it's like cost them a little bit more so yeah. even when it, it causes them some kind of other inconvenience yes yes exactly so when there is yeah. another inconvenience then they'll think of okay i'll do this so yeah. it's only then that uh, the change happens it's the same technique that our traffic police does so unless we make those fines higher just like how they make it higher unless you make that inconvenience higher people mm. won't change their mindset to being inside that convenience uh, uh, area yeah okay wow all right so on that note um, i'd like to ask that what are some of the practices or tips that you would like to give to the audience and you know some small things that they can start from which does not need to cost them money or does not even have to cause them a lot of effort just a little awareness that can bring a huge change so again like i already mentioned just taking your own uh, bag cloth just bag. keep a, a one or two cloth bags in your own bag the bag that you always take when you go out always keep one or two in your bag and if you have a vehicle if you have a car or a bike always keep one inside the the vehicle also so that even if you forget 
you'll always have it with you no matter what and then another thing you can you should definitely do is take your own bottle of water whenever you step out because yeah. all of us have uh, enough of uh, water bottles inside our house so yeah. when you're going out especially if you're somebody who drinks water quite frequently who gets thirsty very fast you have to take uh, a bottle of water wherever you're traveling wherever you're going just take that one bottle of water until you reach a place where you know that you can get another glass but unless you are somebody who who needs that water i mean for me for me i'm not somebody who drinks a lot of water which is i know a bad thing but it's something i can adjust i mean if i'm traveling for a while i don't get thirsty very easily i can always go to the destination and get my glass of water there so yeah. but for a lot of people i realize that they need to constantly have some water every now and then and the problem i always have my they, water bottle with me yeah so when they get their uh, that that thirsty uh, thirsty uh, that feeling they easily go and buy those plastic bottles this which is, yeah. at the end they throw away and it goes into the landfill mostly so this is a very simple thing just a little mindfulness is all that it needs just have a bottle of water because even our uh, railway stations and places airports and everywhere we have uh, they have this uh, stations where you can go and fill your water water bottle so they they have a lot i mean the government has given you the facility so if you're not using it then it's all on you the fault is yours so they when they are providing you that facility to even uh, fill up your water bottle then it's just your fault if you still don't go out with a water bottle so this is one thing and another thing would be something i don't think we can practice right now because of the situation but i think more people need to take public transport because yeah. right now again convenience has brought the fact that we need uber or ola every time we go out and mostly we don't even do the sharing so sharing is yeah. still a better, better. than uh, than going as a single customer but right now i know it's not possible but hopefully in another new normal hopefully yeah. people should start mm-hmm. using uh, public transport metros or buses more often because that is a huge way of creating an impact and when you're traveling also try taking a train anytime anytime it's obviously cheaper for you and uh, always always better also because flights are very high in carbon emission even for a person uh, it it's so high that even going by road on the car by that person itself is lesser than going in the flight so just one person going in a car by themselves is much lesser than that person going in a flight even though the flight has so many people traveling with inside and it still is much more higher the impact so that's why uh, going by flight should be like only when the distance There's is too option, yeah. much only when there is no other option but you have to go by flight only then you should choose flights but again that's again now nowadays it's because of convenience time time and time. convenience so you need to be there fast and you don't want to rest and take the time to travel to a place so that convenience is something again which we need to like sort of get out of so i think these three things are ones that you can do without any cost for yourself any extra cost for yourself and will definitely have some impact and it will also have an impact of uh, sort of inspiring others also when if you your family is saying that okay we are going in a flight and you have your own say you're going on a journey and you tell them like i this time for myself i'm choosing to go in a train i don't want to go uh, in a, a flight or even if you're going for a trip with your friends if you have more people in a car the carbon emission reduces considerably well so when you go just one or two persons instead if you take two or three others also with you then the carbon emission that that car makes will be much much lesser so just being a little mindful about how you travel and how you uh, go out with your water bottles and having one plain uh, cotton bag or any bag any bag even plastic bag if you have it with you at all times that is very much ideal because uh, i've i've had times when 
uh, I've needed to buy yeah. something in the middle of my uh, anytime I'm outside. I may never have planned it, but we all have unplanned things that happens in the middle of uh, a day, a normal day. So it's always ideal to have that bag with you at all times. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, you know, it was honestly I'm genuinely feeling so grateful because. you have done a lot which has to be done on a huge scale alone and standing your ground and uh, taking that extra step because honestly i know that i have been that person who likes to stay in that convenient zone and does not want to take that extra step but when i hear such examples of uh, you know when you take the dog out and you know that extra thought you know it really inspires me and really gives me a reality check as to how much am i doing and how much am i giving back to the society so thank you so much i mean i'm really um, stunned and also at the same time a little embarrassed because uh, <laughs> you know there's so much that needs to be done and you've started this revolution as i say um, where i know that in coming years there will be this huge change that the country and hopefully the world will be going through and we will make a lot more better choices and give back to mother earth um in a very good way and i think that will also help us not have this calamity um like this thing that we have um and so many other uh, disasters that we often see i hope that you know people understand that this is uh, nature trying to make us understand you know as much mother is very mother earth is very compassionate but at the same time uh, a mother needs to teach uh, you know her children and that's what it's doing so you have to learn the lesson mm-hmm. and the sooner the better yes so avi uh, we, we are actually already late so please do it <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's okay yeah yeah all right thank you so much naina if you have any uh, you know if you at the end of the podcast if you would like to just say few things um if you can go ahead okay so i would just tell anybody who's starting their journey today if they're starting their journey today just don't be intimidated by so many things that happening every things that everybody is doing and don't feel embarrassed like how you said you're embarrassed don't be embarrassed because even the smallest step that you're doing is going to make some change and that will inspire others to make their own changes and together we will be able to do a lot more than we would if we are doing just one person but that one person is the one who starts that impact and how you told me just that two years ago when i made that decision to start out this whole sustainability sector in my youtube channel and to see that impact that it has already created that tangible impact that i see in front of me it makes me so happy and to see that so many people are going to be starting and to start nobody has to do everything just one step at a time is all that's enough and on the way you will learn more and more and like how you said now you've learned so many more things that you feel like you have to do or want to do not have want if you want to do more you there is always the time to do more and more and more so this is basically like a journey where we are learning more and more things even for me i'm still learning things that i need to do more and more so for all of us there is always that learning and that knowledge that we need to imbibe and i think in time each of us will be an eco warrior for sure absolutely thank you so much for anyone who uh, wants to learn a lot more then please go ahead and follow nayana i will link her instagram handle and her youtube channel in the description below and i will also post the time stamps for you guys um so that you can uh, go through the video uh, as per your choice so thank you so much thank you for accepting my request for giving us your time and your wisdom i am extremely grateful thank you sirvi for having me here and even thinking of choosing me for this because that definitely is a huge thing and to hear from you 
this is definitely made my day because of such kind kind things that he said so i i'll just be very very happy for a entire day now so thank you so much for giving me that opportunity to